also going to be doing. Oh man, get your uh, get your pen and pencil out because we're doing we're going to be doing some uh, Super Bowl prop bets. And um, Max, as a sports guy, is going to give us his input, his insight on who you got if you're going to take uh, the Chiefs or the 49ers. A lot going on. We'll play some uh, crazy prop bets and do all that. But in order to do that, you need a little money to play some bets. And the reason I asked if your dining habits are changing at all is because, and we kind of touched on this a little bit last night, and it's been something that's been going on for the last, I don't know, six, seven months. We'd been hearing um, a lot about fast food prices going up and up and up. And it's true. And yesterday... McDonald's came out and said, uh, yeah, we had weaker than expected sales at our U.S. stores. The CEO did admit that they're having an affordability problem. What's funny is, uh, not too long ago, he said, uh, you know, that we were pushing, even though we're pushing through pricing, the consumers are tolerating it well. Uh, Well, not so much anymore. I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if you go to McDonald's or any fast food place, they've all gone up. But at this point, you know, sometimes in the past, it used to be, if you wanted something cheap and fast, that's what fast food was for. And grocery prices were high, and it was a hassle sometimes to cook. Well, now, yes, grocery prices are higher than they used to be, but grocery prices only rose 1.3% last year. Dining out went up 5.2%. They're really seeing this, the fast food companies, McDonald's in particular, in their target demographic. Now, uh, you can probably figure out what their target demographic is. People uh, who aren't making a ton of money. Uh, Customers making $45,000 a year or less is their basic... That's their sweet spot. That's who they want to have really buying their product. And that's who is not buying their product as much because, as you know, you know people are, uh, people are having to pay higher rents. People are having to pay higher prices for everything. And uh, even though, you know, I know at this point, I used to love to, I used to, love to just sometimes I'm lazy. And it wouldn't always be McDonald's, but it'd be carryout, whatever. Um, and now, I look at that receipt, and I'm like, I, no, I'm not going to go to any fast food place and get a hamburger. Where at if I go to the grocery store, even if I want to splurge and not buy like bulk uh, hamburger, even if I want to walk up to the meat counter and they have those uh, half pound pub burgers, which I can usually get for about two bucks, two bucks each. So I got a half pound burger for two bucks. I get a two buns, two rolls in the bakery. That's about another two bucks. Now I'm up to four bucks. I've got two half pound hamburgers that I throw on the grill. One for me, one for the wife. Uh, I buy a bag of uh, French fries or something that's on sale. Some tots, bake those in the oven. That gives me, that's two meals out of like a $4 bag of tots. So now I'm at six bucks for two half pound hamburgers and a side. If I got those burgers out, that's going to cost me easily $20 to $30. And let's be honest, unless you're a really horrible cook, stuff that you cook at home, some things you can't cook at home, but most things like a burger or things like that, that you can cook at home and it tastes much better. So 
I have I have really called called it back. McDonald's is saying they got to bring back the we got to uh, bring back the dollar menu, which everybody is doing. They better they better jump on board because I know Taco Bell is doing it. A lot of people are bringing back those um, the value menus. I talked last week uh, during the drive through window. I had gone driven through Burger King and they had a bundle where you could get. Uh, instead of paying $8 for a Whopper, you can get two Whopper Juniors for $5. That's uh, a big deal. Um, let's see. From the 414, my eating habits have not changed due to rising costs, especially since I just found out that Culver's now has their annual walleye. Well, see, yeah, you got to splurge sometimes. And the walleye at Culver's is nothing to sneeze at. So I got gotcha. you. Uh, Dan and Sebring saying he's just getting macaroni, no cheese. He's not, uh, he's cutting way back. He's trying to save some costs. Are you a fast food guy, Max? Oh yeah. I eat out a lot, unfortunately. Have you, uh, has, have you been scared by the prices lately? It... No, not really. I mean, if, if the thing is, if you go to places like McDonald's or for me, Chipotle, you got to have the app. You got to be constantly getting rewards, stuff like that. You get cheap, you get deals every day. The McDonald's app is like stealing food. It is, you can get. Is that right? Oh my God. You get a free large fry basically anytime you want. The deals on there are ridiculous. Um, and, and That's a good tip because yeah. I, 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 the times I go there, I'm a, are you using the app today? No, I'm just, just get me, you know, get me a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. That's all I want. Uh, all right. I got to sign up for that app then. Oh yeah, that that app is it's amazing. It, you'll be surprised how great the deals are. So if you're worried about spending too much on fast food and stuff like that, that's that's a good go-to. Okay, get the apps. A good tip uh, because I was shocked the other day. Last week I needed to. I was going out to my mom's and I drove through to get breakfast and I got a uh, like I said bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. That's what I get. And I I thought, oh, I, maybe today I feel like some hash browns. They were two sixty nine. For one of those little tiny hash browns, I, I I I was hoping it would come dipped in something or there'd be a little something extra. Nope, that was that was the uh, that was it. So there you go. Uh, it is uh, it is an ongoing thing, and you know I know like my daughter my daughter like you Max loves Chipotle. Oh boy, she just loves it. But um, now she just, she cooks at home most of the time just because she's you know. Like there's a way uh, way too much. You're spending way too much. Um, from a uh, 414, I make a mean bowl of homemade cereal. Oh yeah, it's all in the wrist. Getting just the right amount in there. Now I don't know if you add milk or not. Uh, sucks that it costs more to eat healthy. Uh, from the 920. Yes, I'm at an age where I eat healthy for myself, but I enjoyed taking my grandson for a happy meal once a week. He's now learning the joys of cooking with grandma. <laughs> That's from Rita in Sheboygan. And you know what, Rita? That is a skill that is going to stay with him forever. So he may miss the Happy Meal every once in a while, but when he gets older and he has to cook for himself or cook for a date or cook for his, you know, fraternity brothers, whatever, he's going to he's going to be very thankful that Grandma coached him along. All right, let's take a quick break, and then let's delve into the Super Bowl. Man, oh, man, it's coming up. We got some weird bets. Uh, I want to hear Max's as a sports guy, Max's pick. My pick, completely data-free. I'm just going with my gut, as I always do. We'll talk Super Bowl. Who you got? 855-616-1620. We'll do that after this on WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. 
More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. Four. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Football Sunday. The big game. I never know if we're legally allowed to say the word super combined with bowl. Who knows? But uh, you know what's happening out in Las Vegas. The Chiefs versus the 49ers. Uh... Some of the big predictions I've seen are, are one, they're, pick, they're picking the Chiefs, but uh, even though San Francisco is favored, the last I saw was like the San Francisco is favored by two. Max, that's probably old information. No, I think that's it's staying pretty steady there. I think it opened up with them as about two and a half. It went all the way down to one, and now I think it's kind of staying steady at two. Okay, and a couple of the... Uh, you know, these great prognosticators are saying it's going to be a really tight game. I, uh, I'm I'm going with uh, Kansas City. Why? I don't know. Is it because I love Taylor Swift? Is it because uh, I want another dynasty? I'm looking forward to a third win in five appearances for the, uh, for the Chiefs. I don't know any of that. Is it because I like barbecue and slaughterhouses? Yeah, yeah that too. Uh, but I'm going. I'm taking the. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. What about you, Max? Yeah, you probably well, have much better reasons than I do. <laughs> no, no, those are perfectly good reasons. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a coin flip. Nobody really knows. But exactly. Uh, I, I, when it first came out, I really felt good about the Chiefs. But now everybody's picking the Chiefs, and that scares me. And Ooh. I think it's a pretty obvious reason why. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the league, and Quite frankly, the 49ers should have lost their last two games. I mean, the Packers had yes. them on the ropes. The Lions had them on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs have been rolling in the playoffs. So it's a tough call, but I have to stick with my guns. I'm sticking with Kansas City. All right, very good. All right, so we're both we're both in on that. Do you dabble? Do you wager, I should say, just uh, in general? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I'm okay. not going to lie to you. No, listen, it's, uh, you know, it's it's not like the old days where you got to go down to some seedy bar and talk to a bookie somewhere. There's a lot of places to bet legally. It's fine. A lot of people wager. I bought, uh, I the only wagering I do on the Super Bowl is buying some squares. Um, so I've got some squares. I think my numbers are very bad, though. I can't even remember what they are. Last year I won, I think I won 50 bucks on the squares, uh, but my my answers were better. Do you tend to go with the full game main game uh, kind of bets, or do you are you a prop bet guy? Uh, normally, I just stick to the games, but for the Super Bowl, I love to get into the prop bets and specifically the very odd prop bets they always have out for the Super Bowl. Ones that don't even yes. have anything to do with the game. Like, you can bet <laughs> on the color of the Gatorade that's dumped on the winning head coach. You can bet on how long the national anthem will take. Those ones yep. always... I you just can bet lo- on Reba McIntyre's hat color <laughs> yeah. this year. You can, you you- can bet on uh, <laughs> the first Vegas landmark that's shown. You can, <laughs> you can bet will... Are any of the NFL players going to be caught with an escort? <laughs> That is that is one of the prop bets. Uh, will it current Chiefs or 49ers player uh, to be arrested or caught with an escort? Um, there's that one. There's a lot of Taylor Swift props. Um, the J- will Jason Kelsey be shown shirtless? I, I like I like well, uh, here, I don't know. I think it, that was a special occasion. He was in Buffalo. Is, he, yeah, was, he was he was he was taking in that culture. I don't know if it's going to be like that in Vegas, but we'll see. No, it's well, it's warmer in Vegas. 
So it would make more sense. But I think the Super Bowl, maybe there'll be some sort of decorum, and the league may have talked to him uh, about that. Uh, will any of the players be caught gambling in Vegas? They're keeping the players pretty far away from the strip, from what I've uh, from what I've been reading. And they've had issues. I think there was some report that they had 25 separate violations uh, for gambling within the NFL. So that's the fact that they're having it in Vegas after all this. It's like I think the NFL is very protective of where the players are going up to the game. Yeah. Well, afterward, though, I want it, but that won't count if they go out Sunday night and get popped. That's your bet is over. Yeah. Um, so, Reba, you, I said you could bet on her hat color. You, you mentioned you could bet on how long the national anthem is going to be. The under uh, is at 90, 90.5 seconds. So they're saying bet the under for if you're a national anthem uh, better. How about this? I, I had never heard of the. There's two bets that I had never heard of before. You know, you you see all the will uh, Gronk win the uh, kick of destiny? Will uh, you know all those kind of things? How many times will Roger Goodell be shown? Will any player be ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? Yes is a plus seven hundred. No is a minus sixteen hundred. I all right. Are you, since you're a wagering guy, a, a plus twenty five hundred means. If I bet a hundred, I can win twenty five hundred. Is that right? That is correct. And a no, like a minus a thousand, is I have to bet a thousand to win what? One hundred. Oh, that's a horrible bet. <laughs> well, then that's why the odds are what they are. It's probably that's very likely to happen. That's for a scoregami. Have you? I. Had, I'm going to be honest. I had never heard of a scoregami until I saw this. Do you know what that is? Yes, it's a unique score that has never happened before in the NFL. A unique final score. Correct. But uh, the last one in a Super Bowl 10 years ago. This year, though, there have been nine scoregamis in this regular season, three of them for the Miami Dolphins. So maybe you bet the scoregami. Maybe you do. Maybe you do throw down. You know, ten grand. I know you're a big. Uh, I know you're making that big producer money, Max. Drop <laughs> ten grand on the uh, on the no there. Um, will any player propose to his girlfriend after the game? Two ten says yeah. A plus two ten. No one ninety. I don't know. I, it's not going to be. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> Taylor Swift. That's not happening. All right, we'll go through a couple more of these. And then uh, later on, we broached this subject yesterday about how expensive the suites were. Somebody else chimed in again today to do that. And we are also going to talk about your favorite Super Bowl musical performances. But let's take a quick break. Then we'll look at a few other bets. And uh, we're talking the Super Bowl. Who you got? 855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. It's WTMJ Nights. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Now, more of WTMJ Nights. We're talking Super Bowl bets, the fun ones, and the more traditional ones. I like this one. Will there be a field goal or extra point doink? That's when somebody hits either the crossbar or the uprights. Uh, it has it has ruined many a game for many uh, many a team. But uh, that one is uh, about a one fifty to plus one fifty to plus two hundred. Uh, 
which, you know, I don't know. All right, then the regular ones. Uh, of course, the coin toss is a 50-50 shot. Coin toss winner. Now, I don't know if... Um, do. What kind of bets do you like to make, Max? You said you go more on the more on the game. So is it like first interception, the first play out of scrimmage, those kind of bets? Uh, yeah, like I'll do first touchdown scorers, always a fun one. Um, but I like player props. I like, you know, over-under rushing yards for somebody, over-under passing okay. yards, uh, anytime touchdown scorers, stuff like that. All right, so let me, let me ask you this. Uh, Nick Bosa, will he record two or more sacks? Oh. My guess is plus three fifty. Yeah, that that's a no. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best in the league at avoiding sacks, so I don't see him getting two plus. All right. How about uh, Christian McCaffrey getting a TD at any point? Oh, that's that's the easiest bet of the day. He he scores a touchdown in almost every single game. I guarantee, barring an injury, he scores a touchdown in this game. Now the key is you're going to have to parlay that with a few other bets. Even I'm sure the odds on that are extremely poor. Yeah, two twenty. Uh, you got to bet a hundred to win, or got to bet two twenty to win a hundred. Yeah, so you're gonna want to like put that with maybe a uh, like one of these lesser Chiefs receivers like Rashid Rice and put his anytime touchdown with his with McCaffrey. And now all of a sudden you can make some money. All right. What about if you're going for the first interception of the game? Would you bet uh, Mike Edwards to Sean Gibson Senior, Legarius Sneed, Dem? Uh, what the, some of these names sound like that sketch from uh, Key and Peele. <laughs> D'Amador Lenore, uh, Jair Brown, and Shaverius Ward. Oh, man. I mean, that's that's a tough one. I, it, interceptions like those are going to be – they're kind of fluky. I'd probably stay away from those. But if you're going right. to bet like on an interception prop, just bet like Brock Purdy to throw a pick because I guarantee that will happen. Well, there you go. Brock Purdy, will he throw an interception? Uh, it's almost even. Plus 100 uh, and then minus 135. Patrick Will Patrick Mahomes throw an interception? His numbers are the same as Purdy's, but reversed. So the yes is the minus 130. The no is plus 100. Who will, receive, who will have more receiving yards, Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'd probably say Debo, but okay. But that's a tough one. Brandon Ayuk's a baller, he's, man. He's the favorite. Debo is the favorite. All right, listen. Here's a here's a bet. How long will Jack Grow wait for us to come to the news? Uh, the I can be patient. Three you know? minutes. <laughs> the line's at three minutes. <laughs> well, let me ask you this one before we get to the news. Harrison Butker for at least two field goals. Yay or nay? How do we feel about that one? I like it. I got that one for Super Bowl. I feel confident right, about it. I like it. I like it. But yes, you're right. Let's get to the news. A woman accused of killing a dog named Batman will be arraigned on Friday in Waukesha County. Authorities say 18-year-old Keeley Sonnerman stabbed a chihuahua with a pair of scissors and put a WTMJ Knights. It is... Uh... The le- week leading up to the Super Bowl, everybody's excited, especially if you've uh, if you're a sports fanatic. But this is the kind of uh, event that everybody gets involved in, whether you're a casual fan or a diehard fan. Uh, you're probably going to be watching the game, whether you're at somebody's house at a party, whether you're out at a bar. Uh, I usually I usually just watch the Super Bowl at home. Um, every once in a while, some people will come over, but a lot of times I'll just watch it by myself. Uh, I do. 
always enjoy the lead up to the Super Bowl based on all the debate about the halftime performances because that gets so much hype and that that to me other than other than the you know 6 to 8 hours of pregame that we get the halftime performance is the most overhyped thing about the Super Bowl weekend cuz everybody's oh it's Usher this year and uh, you know all right how many how many big hit songs does Usher have but you don't really have to have that many cuz usually the halftime performances are a uh, conglomeration of many different performers all jammed together. Uh, and then, you know, it's usually 12 minutes. Now, the reports came out today that this year it's going to be 13 minutes. So Usher going to get a little more time. If you, had, if you had bet the over on the halftime performance, you would have already won some money. Uh, it was funny to look back at all the halftime performances. And I want to know... The ones that stand out to you, it could be the halftime performance, it could be the uh, national anthem, we'll get to that too. But when the Super Bowl started, it was mostly marching bands and um, salutes to America in different ways, like Ella Fitzgerald and Carol Channing, uh, but then it was Grambling, Florida A&M University Band, Michigan Marching Band, uh, and then in the 70s, started to get to up with people and things like that. There was a salute to uh, the Caribbean that just had some Caribbean bands, and not just just had, a Mardi Gras festival in 81. Then things started to change a little bit. And, you know, you could say, okay, 88, something grand featuring the Rockettes and Chubby Checkers still. No. Salute to Hollywood's 100th anniversary in 87. But then it started to get a little, change up a little bit. Um, 1990, the salute to New Orleans had Doug Kershaw, Irma Thomas, and Pete Fountain. Small world salute, this is when Disney took over. This is where they're saying, all right, they started to bring in big pop acts. That was the New Kids on the Block. I do not remember watching the New Kids on the Block halftime show. Uh Shows you how memorable it was probably. Then the next year was Gloria Estefan. Then you got to 1993, and that was the big deal. That was Michael Jackson when he did it. Uh, he also had 3,500 local children. There was a an audience card thing going on. After Michael Jackson, you go 180, you come back with some uh, country music. And again, they had Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, Winona and Naomi Judd. So you got four acts in there over 12 minutes. Everybody's doing like half of one of their songs. Then it was Tony Bennett, Patty, Patty LaBelle. You get into the late 90s, Diana Ross. This one, the Blues Brothers Bash. That had uh, John Goodman, Dan Aykroyd, and James Belushi. Because, of course, you know, John Belushi was dead. So let's uh, pick over the grave. <laughs> um, then uh, tribute to Motown. You had all this. I I go back to only a couple uh, that I really remember. And when I tell you them, you're it's easy to guess what kind of music. Well, the music that I grew up with and the music that I still hold dear. I really loved the Tom Petty performance, the Springsteen performance, and Prince. Prince's, Prince has got to be at the top of just about everybody's list of best halftime performances. That was in Miami, if you remember, in the rain, 
and it was actually raining, which made it perfect when he played Purple Rain in the silhouette behind the curtain with the guitar uh, positioned very phallically. Uh, but that was an unbelievable performance. Um, the Stones were pretty good in 2006, but still nothing uh, nothing for me tops those. Tom, it, was, it was Prince followed by... Tom Petty in 2008, Springsteen in 2009. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then, you know, uh, I look at the... I watched... I wanted to really like the tribute to hip-hop one. And it was it was pretty good, you know. Dr. Dre and Snoop were there, Mary J. Blige, uh, Eminem. And then, uh, I think... what. Max, do you remember, was it 50 Cent yeah. who was, like, hanging upside down? Yeah, yeah, that was a tribute to his music video. Yeah, 50 Cent. Yeah. Fiddy, uh, Fiddy looked, uh, that was not uh, flattering for Fiddy to be hanging uh, upside down like that. He looked uh, he looked like he should be in a remake of Rocky hanging in the, uh, the cooler for Rocky to punch. Not to, you know, not to body shame, my man, but uh, he didn't look good. Uh, you two, do you have any... Do you even watch the halftime performances, or are you like, once halftime comes, that's when you go to the bathroom and get your plate of uh, wings, and you don't, you don't, only the casual fans are watching the halftime show? No, I mean, I watch it because I know everybody's going to be talking about it, and, I, you know, something crazy might happen, you know, you never know, the Justin Timberlake. Uh... Yeah, you might get a little Janet Jackson action. <laughs> right. Something crazy yeah. is going to happen that you know is going to go viral, so you got to pay attention. Uh, I was actually going to say I really like the uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent one because that's just my favorite music. You know, I don't know if it was that great of a performance. Right. But it's just my I favorite. I did like the setup, though. Like, yeah, it was the cool. The staging of it, like a house party kind of deal. I, I like that. And I, li- I like Eminem, and I like all those guys, Dr. Dre and Snoop. And, uh, you know, but it was – there were parts of it that were like, oh, I wish – all of it is like, I wish we could have had a little more. They were trying to jam so many acts in there because, you know, it was hip-hop's big anniversary. But at some point, it's like, can we just, you know, focus on a couple of people, maybe? Yeah, it definitely felt like they were trying to jam-pack too many in there. But the other one that I thought of was Beyonce and Bruno Mars had a great performance. And then I think, what was it, last year with Rihanna, where she was pregnant? Yeah, last year was Rihanna. And that was like mind-boggling, because I don't think anybody knew that, or maybe they did, but uh, I didn't know that before going into it, and I was like, wow, so... No, it was a huge surprise, and I remember sitting watching that and thinking, is she pregnant? Because... That she she must be pregnant, and so I go on Twitter, and everybody's asking the same question: Is Rihanna pregnant? Is because she hadn't said anything beforehand, but she came out. She did a great job last year. Uh, somebody texting in: The worst one I ever saw was uh, where Madonna performed in 2012 and looked like a deranged cheerleader. That's pretty much most of Madonna's performances, I think, over the last <laughs> over last year. It's hard to believe this is the 20th anniversary of Nipplegate. When uh, Janet Jackson was exposed by Justin Timberlake, I don't know. The conspiracy remains. Did he do it on purpose? Why was Janet Jackson's career at that point kind of put on uh, put on ice, but Justin Timberlake was allowed to continue? Oh, there's so many things. Do you remember the Katy Perry one with the shark? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That oh boy, that got uh, that left shark got a lot of attention. <laughs> so. 
There you go. But yeah, so Usher will be there this year, and um, Reba McIntyre will be doing the national anthem, which uh, there's only one national anthem in Super Bowl history that everybody talks about. And that, of course, is Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston destroyed it. Everyone else who will be performing the national anthem since 1991 is just trying to measure up to Whitney Houston. Now, there have been some good ones. Um, Jennifer Hudson in 2009 was real good. Beyonce did a great job. Though I liked Aretha Franklin and Aaron Neville. That was uh, that was a nice one. Luther Vandross, just because I have a soft spot for uh, that kind of smoothness and soul and that romance that Luther usually puts out. So I like that. Uh, Lady Gaga and then... Um, Faith Hill, but that was that was in two thousand. She did a nice job too, you know. But everybody is uh, everybody's still trying to measure up. From the six oh eight, the Black Eyed Peas halftime show when the Packers played in Pittsburgh was awful. Lady Gaga was awesome. There you go. You can jump in eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's a WTMJ talk and text line. The prices are sky high. How sky high? Somebody that you wouldn't expect. They're not crying about it. They're just stating fact. We'll talk about that and more. It's WTMJ Nights. Don't go anywhere. More WTMJ Nights coming up. Come. This is WTMJ Nights. You gotta rock the house if you're a party person. There's no two ways about it. Uh, oh, let's not forget the hottest band in the world performed at uh, the Super Bowl. Kiss, did they? Hold on, let me see. Let me look. I'm not. Uh, I just want to get the year. Oh, the weekend. I did not like that performance. But that's not. That's not really my thing. Uh, the Who, Springsteen. Da, da, da. I do not see Kiss on the list. Here's a weird, uh, the, a tapestry of nations. Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton, and an 80-person choir. Yeah, I don't, uh, sorry, Texter. I know they didn't do the national anthem. Nope, Kiss did not perform the halftime show. You don't remember Kiss doing it, do you, Max? No, not that I can remember. Maybe it was before my time, but it sounds like it didn't no, happen. No, I'm looking. I'm looking all the way back to the beginning. I'll tell you what. I would have been. I would have been on the edge of my seat watching Kiss do it. You know, fire, Gene spitting blood, all over, all over uh, the 50 yard line. That would have been fantastic. Uh, all right, we mentioned this last night, and Max, you came. Uh, you said that Christian McCaffrey's mom said that it was very expensive, and they weren't going to be in a suite. Uh, she said that on Olivia Culpo's podcast. Uh, well, today Donna Kelsey came out. You know, Donna Kelsey, she's the mom of the Kelsey brothers. Uh, Travis, I'm not. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna mansplain to everybody that Travis Kelsey was playing for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, which is a big football game, football and American sport. Boy, that is pompous. Anyway, she came out today and she uh, said that. Fans should not expect to see her rooting for Travis in a suite uh, because of the sky-high prices. This is a quote. Well, you can understand that the boxes in Vegas are multi-million dollars, so I have a feeling I'm not in a box. 
Uh, I have a feeling I'm in the stands. As far as I know, I'm in the stands with everybody else because it is a super pricey Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, even Travis Kelsey's mom is like, no, we can't, uh, can't afford to be up in the suite. Uh, according to prices listed, premium loge seats range from 180 grand to 300 grand. Uh, but if you want to be in the owner's club suites, which I know that's how we roll, Max, they start at $1.8 million. Oh, that's it? That's it. I yeah, I was thinking they were two million or above. But I will go with a I'll go with the starter. Imagine paying one point eight and you're in the starter suite that is all the way like down in the corner or, or the the worst suite in the box and you paid a one point eight million dollars for it. That's, Some reports that's... are saying the prices could be even higher. Uh, hundred and eighty grand for a uh, a seat in a suite. So anyway. Uh, you were right. Christian McCaffrey's mom said the same thing. Uh, she said, we looked into a suite and none of us can afford it. Even Not even Christian money bags over there. Uh, now, Olivia Culpo is the fiance of Christian McCaffrey. Look at how big she goes to impress her future mother-in-law. Bang, she buys her a suite for her birthday. So Christian McCaffrey's mom will be in a suite on Sunday. Purchased for uh, purchased for her by her future daughter-in-law. That is that's. See, sometimes I hear figures like that, that kind of money, and it's so foreign to me. I can't even, I can't even fathom it. You know, I know. I know a lot of the uh, the sweets and stuff go to companies, so that's you know, if you're Anheuser Busch or Apple, you can afford you know dropping a couple million dollars to. You know, sweet talk some of your biggest clients and stuff. That's great. Uh, but pe- people can't go there. I'm wondering. Hey, I only know my, two of my brothers went to the Super Bowl when the Bears were in Miami. Uh, I forget, you know, I forget what they paid, but it, was, it wasn't these kind of prices. Vegas prices are going to be higher anyway, but it wasn't like this. And then they sat in the rain for the entire game, and the Bears lost. So not good. It just, it's so crazy. So crazy. Um, let's see. <laughs> NFL had to move the goalpost after Roseanne Barr and the Who's halftime and anthem appearances. Loved Prince playing Purple Rain in the Rain. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my favorite, too. Uh, somebody saying, uh, my prediction, the big winner for the Super Bowl this Sunday is the clothing brand that manufactures the royal attire worn by Queen Swift. Uh, guess what? That woman has already landed a huge contract with the NFL. She made the uh, Brittany Mahomes was wearing one of her jackets. Uh, Taylor Swift was wearing one of her jackets. Some of the players, she makes them out of old jerseys. And she has just signed an exclusive licensing deal with the NFL to make these pieces of apparel for all the teams. So she's already won. Everybody's already a big winner. All right, before we get out of here... We have to give a shout-out to a man from Wausau who won the Super Bowl already. Not the football Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl of Masonry. Max, did you win any money on this? Did you bet on the Super Bowl of Masonry? I did not. Well, that's a big mistake. Always bet on the local hero. Uh, Wausau Mason Michael Schlund made history at the 22nd Annual Spec Mix Bricklayer 500 World Championship. Who knew? 
Who knew that was a thing? Not me. Uh, he is the first back-to-back -back winner ever in this competition. He's a Wausau East High School alum. Uh, his mason tender, Aaron Kowalski, he, uh, the two of them together laid 752 bricks in an hour to claim the title World's Best Bricklayer. He is uh, not only the proud back-to-back -back winner, he also got a, a Chevy Silverado, an Essex Pro 12 mixer, and more than $15,000 in added cash and prizes. So they battled against 25 other world-class masons from across the country to lay as many bricks as they could with as few craftsmanship errors as possible. So he said before they left for Vegas, Aaron and I practiced 10 times trying different strategies. I got to thank the guys who donated the brick and my boss for buying the spec mix mortar for us to practice. So very good congratulations to Michael Schlund and Aaron Kowalski for their back-to-back -back wins, in, uh, and they are now Super Bowl champions. All right, I will talk to you again next week. Have a wonderful rest of the day. On the other side of the news, it is Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio. I'll talk to you later. It's WTMJ.